Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, man, it's they were laughing a lot in here. There is joy. There is joy in the oh heartland. Uh, welcome to another installment of Pastors of Pain. That sorry. The goofball to my left is uh, Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. Francis uh, of St. John Catholic. Student you don't even Center. know what we're talking about anymore because you're laughing. Well, is okay, so me. we we are going to talk about distraction later. <laughs> we are good listeners of God. We, we were discussing who's going to begin the show today, and I was like, "Why? Why don't you do it?" And he's like, "Well, why don't you do it?" And I was like, "Why don't you do it?" And I was like, "Go ahead." And Jay and hit we the fought. button, <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. I took him down. <laughs> Well, welcome back. Hey, hi. Uh, yeah, welcome. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're back. Uh, it's uh, it's July. And, still? Uh, still July? Still July. It's a beautiful... It's still July. And it's still Payne County, and it's hot. What do you say when uh, when people... Uh, I love I love the question when people say, oh, gosh. Like, it, like, it's hot outside, and we're wearing all black. And people say, do you always have to wear that? Yeah, and I say, um, I always wear black clothes because my doctor's notice says I have to keep my organs at a certain temperature. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they, they look, oh, and they're like, I was like, funny. yeah, I got to keep them a little warmer than everybody else, so I'm required to wear black clothes. <laughs> it, it does get hot, but it's just hot. I mean, if we were wearing all white, it would still be hot. It's Oklahoma. Come on. Yeah. Crying out loud. Plus, I'm not outside very much. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love, I yeah. love the weather. Yeah. I like it warm. I don't like it cold. Cold is all right. No, cold's awful. Cold you can layer. Snow is like shoveling. It's ice, white, manure, white manure. I hate white ice. Manure. White manure. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't believe you just. Said because that. what do you want to do? Like That's you're out shoveling so snow, and you're like, I hate every second of this. This stuff stinks. This is the worst. Snow's fun to look at. At least manure can make you a little money. But it's July. There's no snow. We're not even close to snow. We may be getting there. But it's awesome. Armageddon We're, setting uh, in. We've had a great summer. I know you've had a great summer you're traveling around. A lot of weddings. Weddings. Doing a lot of even you know ministry to the to students who are here over the summer confession and, and adoration and pilgrimages mass pilgrimages we've had a great summer at the parish of uh, man just a lot of good stuff weddings quinceañeras uh, uh, confessions we got Father Robert Duck coming Inbound. in about a month um, vacation Bible school went well we had a hundred what did we have hundred and ten kids what about your Catalympics Catalympics the that was the that was vacation. Bible oh, was school. it really? Catholics. Catholics. I love that. But then I've been doing a Saturday morning a catechism class, which has been getting a good you know forty fifty people. Whoa! We're just working through the sacraments from the catechism of the Catholic Church. Beautiful. And then good later work. in July, July twenty second to the twenty fifth, we have in the morning we're doing a Catholic music camp. Uh, which and there's signups are trickling in, but that's that's going to go well. Catholic and then that camp. evening. For middle school and high school, we've got we're calling it Camp Xavier, which is like a we're gonna have adoration, confession, food, and then a little teaching on like apologetics, uh, like how to teach how the faith, to, how to defend the faith, not to apologize for being a not Christian. to apologize. That's what apologetics is usually like people are like I'm just gonna apologize for being a Christian, and you're like no, yeah. no apology apologize. meaning it's to like, defend, like how to explain Apologia. it to somebody else, yeah. So that'll be good for our for our middle and high school kids who you know a lot of them I mean are as Catholics especially in Oklahoma we're we're in the minority and so a lot of people don't understand us it's one of the reasons we do this show and put it on the radio so that people might better understand their Catholic neighbors and friends but they they, uh, they also know lots of Catholic stuff 
Like when when or you think they like know. like Christmas and Easter. Who put those dates on the calendar? The the calendar that we currently use, the Julian calendar, Catholic. Uh, the seven deadly sins. The Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Not the TV show, but the idea of cosmology oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, creation. Yeah. Uh, the modern de- university. Modern healthcare. Hospitals. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, there is a uh, discovery in northern England about the, uh, the, the, with, the, uh, with the farms, the Benedictine monks' farms. That they were had a process of galvanizing steel several hundred years before anybody else. It's a study. It's a like, archaeological dig going oh. on, and the Vikings sacked the monastery and burned it to the ground, and they lost the trade Vikings. secrets. Vikings. They made Minnesota Vikings. I hate you, Vikings. Oh, we're not talking about those Vikings. Not those Vikings. Well, you know what? We can't talk about something. Let's talk about. Let's talk about something. You know, we we have those little sorts of like enemies, like the Vikings, that can sort of disrupt things. Uh, I I. We talked about like doing something to help people grow in their faith life to diagnose things, and I, the idea of acedia. Yes, I don't know if okay. So we're gonna we're, we'll define what that what acedia is, but uh, this sort of and I think a lot of people feel it in the summer, but a lot of people feel it all the time year round, and that is kind of a a spiritual laziness, a spiritual sluggishness. Ooh, uh, and we're going to go deeper like than a wet sponge. We're going to go deeper than that. That's from air. We're going to get. We're going to like a wet sponge. Yeah, so, Asadia, you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and the, during our priest conference, it was brought up yes. as one of the yes. the debilitating disgusts for. But for it's the, so for the faith. deadly. Asadia is so deadly because you 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 don't even know it's happening. Right. So I think of like these, you know, those moments when you're just, you know, maybe you're you're tired or you're just unmotivated, and like I know this happens to college students all the time, but it happens to adults too. And like you start, you watch a video on YouTube, and then seriously, like two hours later, you're still watching videos on YouTube. Yeah, that that's called distraction, which we're going to get to. Yes, which is a is one of they call the lieutenants of Asedia. But just that idea that you're you're not concerned with your spiritual growth and well-being. Okay, let's let's get so up let's on the high dive. dive give, and us, let's dive. give us Okay, okay so okay. I see this. spell it, please. So A, you ready? So people can maybe a, can look it up. C E D I A. That in a phonetic a- way. C E D I A. That's Alpha Charlie Echo Delta India Alpha. <laughs> that's Asedia. And this there's a really great book called The Noonday Devil, The Unnamed Evil of Our Times. Asedia. And, and so Asedia goes like, it's ancient. It's not something new and modern, but it goes all the way back. Ancient, 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 ancient. Um, Origen, um, who's one of the church fathers, and a monk named Evagrius, kind of like... Evagrius bro- of Pontus? Yeah, that guy. Ooh. They kind of brought it up. Uh, so we're, we're not talking like the 500s. We're talking like the two and three hundreds. The time right after St. Anthony of the Desert, who is in, is in Egypt... And he brings, Evagoras brings this term up on his uh, treatise on the practical life. And he says, as he, he talks about this, he says, remember, this is the, the kind of Latin Greek world. He says there's these uh, logis moi. Logis is word. Moi is my. The logis moi. There's these words that he refers to them as like the eight demons. 
the eight demons that attack a person's life. And I'm like, what? What? That's a lot yeah. of demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about these eight demons. So remember, I think we have to put this in the kind of like the picture is that all of us are on a pilgrimage. All of us are a pilgrimage to the kingdom of God. We are pilgrims on, on a, a journey. journey. We, dun, we say it in dun. the mass all the time when we when we pray for like your pilgrim your pilgrim church on earth. Right. With Francis our pope and David our bishop. You know? uh-huh. yeah. And when you're baptized. You're baptized with a clamshell, with water, and you're told that you're a pilgrim. It says, keep this white garment, mm. right, unstained. Yep. Keep this light burning Into bright. everlasting life. And this yeah. is, you're on this um, campaign. And so the, the way we see it is, like, you're on this campaign of Christian service, which that's the prayer of the beginning of uh, Ash Wednesday of Lent. You're on this journey to the kingdom of God, and there is a battle along the way. Uh, there's warfare, spiritual warfare. And so God has given us all of the things we need to survive this, to journey and to arrive in his kingdom. Ooh. Yeah. And then, but and then there's these demons that come along the way. Spiritual sloth and, sets in. Yeah. So even like when, um, when they're journeying the desert, like the Jews are journeying in the desert, there's all of those things that are trying to pull them back that are trying to destroy them on the way. So, you know, like there's the the different kings that show up that try to do battle with them and try to destroy the, the family. Uh, there is all these other little nations, different gods that show up, uh, like the, the golden calf, all of these things trying to pull them Exodus. away from the kingdom to either stay put in the desert or go back to Egypt. Because, you know, we're going to talk about that, like, well, that was the when the Israelites when they they were set free, they make it they they cross the Red Sea right this dramatic like salvation sort of you know moment out of slavery, and they're in they're in they're on their way to the promised land, and what what sets in this grumbling this grumbling and this and and what they do is they want to go back the sluggishness of heart they want to go back to the way it was. Because they think that was better. Oh, remember how we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of leeks? What do you say to that, Father O'Brien? What's a flesh pot? <laughs> you say, that didn't happen. Right. Remember? Yeah, you're remembering it better than it was. It's rose-colored glasses. Yeah, nostalgia. You know? Oh, yeah. They look back. Oh, the, the, we were eating so much. It's like, no, you were starving to death and crying out to God. So in the spiritual life, this, this acedia, this kind of, I mean, a, a, you know, a spiritual sloth. A sp- so think of a sloth. Everyone thinks like sloths are like really cute, and but they're like so dang slow, right? So the spiritual sloth sets in. We have to get one laziness of seven, out of that. One of the seven yeah. deadly sins. So this is, a, I'm looking at an article. This is a Father Peter John Cameron, a Dominican. And he says, uh, acedia, a state whose symptoms include, so here's, yeah. we're, we're, we're spiritual doctors. We're going to diagnose you. Spirit whose symptoms include moroseness, weariness, Fatigue. We're not talking physical fatigue. This is like a spiritual fatigue. Correct. Melancholy, gloominess, feeling overworked, discouragement, dejection, instability, activism, boredom, disenchantment, depression, torpor, mediocrity, laziness, loss of interest, lack of fervor, compromise, a repulsion to the things of God, 
a deprivation of the meaning of life, despair of attaining salvation, and above all, an overall compelling absence of joy and hope. The noonday devil, Asedia, the unnamed evil of our times. Maybe you don't have all of those, but there there is, I think we've experienced, I've certainly experienced it. You know, there's a time when, and even as a priest, there's been times when I'm thinking like, oh boy, like I don't want to go, I don't want to celebrate Mass today. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to pray. Exactly. I don't want to go visit the hospital. I don't want to get out of bed. Right. And, And so to like, wow. This is not, you know, last week we talked about like the ordination of priests and like the joy, you know, and I'm, I remember like as a new priest, like the zeal that's there to Excitement. like, I want to save everyone. I want to bring everyone to Jesus Christ. But then there's moments when that, that goes away, mm-hmm. that this spiritual like sloth kicks in, this, this disenchantment, this loss of interest, this, I don't want to, I don't want to pray. I don't feel like praying. Okay. And sometimes it can last days and weeks and now okay i'm gonna i'm gonna read you a little line from read this it. book because it's not just the spiritual side so this book is widely available this is yeah this it's is public the, yeah you can find of, it i know anywhere. a lot of priests who have read it a lot of lay people who have read it um acedia the noonday devil okay so he's got this line on page 26 it says uh of what a, you know of what acedia is and you, you explained it we talked about it he says all these thoughts come from one or another of the different faculties of the soul. And he says, but asedia holds a very special place among them because it arises from all the faculties at once and hence its terrible character. It is found, we could say, at the intersection of two series of vices, one that comes from below the corporeal passions and the other that comes from the spiritual passions. Asedia affects the body and the soul simultaneously. Mm. So we're, we're getting, it's like this double onslaught and those things you went down the list there. Yeah, I mean, go through, go through like a couple of them again. Well, so I, so I like the one that about oh, like the there's symptoms. not only overworkedness, but there's also, what was it? Dis- uh, activism. Activism. So that's where, I mean, and that, I would say this in my own spiritual life, this is my, this is mine. And that is uh, work at the expense of prayer, that temptation. Um, I don't have time to pray because of this very important work that I'm doing. Or a person could say, I don't have time to work because I have to pray. Yes. Like, I can't take care of my family because I have to go to church. Or I have so much work to do that I can't. Keep holy the Sabbath day. Remember we talked about that? Exactly, a couple weeks ago. But so that gets into... In many cases, in my, again, in my own life, where where I've fallen into that, um, it's not it's not that the work is more important. It's that I felt like I didn't I didn't want to pray. Mm-hmm. That that spiritual sort of fatigue had set in. That I didn't uh, I didn't see prayer as important. Uh, it, it was sort of a carelessness. And so what jumps into that little space, and that is, oh, I'll just do work, and then that will be my excuse yeah, to not, to not care about exactly. my salvation, to not care about my spiritual life. No, no. so the desert monks, and even like Thomas Aquinas, when he writes on, I'm going to bring a couple of things together, because sloth, asedia, is missing from the seven deadly sins. 
It's not. It's not in the list. It's kind of like merged in with sloth, and I, and I think it's. It may have lost some in the translation to laziness in English. Yeah, the book is not about sloth. The book is about Asadia. In in this uh, in this book and amongst the desert monks, there's actually a big volume. There's a three volume set on this of several hundred pages, and and I think a couple of these things are like in our modern times. It's is two, one for the intellectual life, and two for the spiritual life. Asedia has no care for the intellectual life or the spiritual life. And I believe this is the problem where we have this culture of nuns, N-O-N-E-S. I have no religion. And why is it they have no religion? It's because of the intellectual life, there is no discovery. There is no desire for the adventure of launching out into the deep and learning more about science, about history, about poetry, about art, about theology, about philosophy, (laughs) about the goodness of life. And so because we don't have this desire for the intellectual life anymore, then asedia sets in and the adventure and the discovery of things, what? It just becomes meaningless. And so we have these young people who are like, I have a meaningless life. And it's like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to get you to do. I want you to set out on a discovery in the intellectual world. I want you to set out on a discovery and a journey in the spiritual life. Because the opposite of it is life of meaningless, a hatred for life, and a disgust. So if you, if you have that And even life, like an indif- that indifference. Yeah. And I think that's what's so prevalent in our in our culture is just an indifference to God. All right, if there, even if there is a God, like, he doesn't really matter. He doesn't have any impact. And that's so dangerous for the individual, but also for, for the culture as a, as a whole. Yeah, there's this, uh, there's this famous painting on the front of this book, and it's, the painting is called The Absent Drinker. In absinthe. Oh, that's what's on the cover? Yeah. Ah, it, absinthe is I've a always, drink that, that just kind of like numbs you from top to bottom. We're living in this numbing culture. And so we, we have to change this because that's the, that, uh, the at the heart of, uh, of not journeying out on this adventure in the, both the intellectual and the spiritual life is then we just become um, pusillanimous. Is that the right word? Pusillanimity. 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 What, what's pusillanimity? Go ahead, Father oh, Brian. Oh man. Okay. Weak souled. We'll weak. give you the basic definition. Yeah. One is weak souled. Magnanimity is magna, meaning great. Great souled. Magna anima. Great souled. Pusillanimity. Weak soul. Anima. Faint heartedness is another way to say it. Yeah. Pusillan. Pusillanimity. Pusillanimity. Pusillanim. Yeah. It, it's just pusillanimity. Pusillanimity, and so word. when we don't have this adventure, when we don't have this discovery of the intellectual and the spiritual life, then we just weak souls. Remember Saint Ignatius of Loyola. It's A M D G, all for the greater glory of God. Majorium del glorium. Yeah, what are we doing these things for? And so there's this battle cry in our culture right now to wake up the people who have drunk the absinthe of our culture and said, no, 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 you don't need to do great things. Just do mediocre crap. Uh Just do junk. Just Uh set the low bar. Don't use the mind that is on the top of your... Don't strive. Yeah. 
And so then you think, that, you know, like I mean, part of part of being a uh, part of being a disciple, you know, is to is to think of heaven, you know. And so then, if you, if you have this sort of low mindset, low mind of of like of God, and then therefore of heaven, you think, well, why why would I strive to be saved? Like, what big deal? Well, the, what I, is heaven? I think there's a, just a basic, like, desire for discovery. Uh, re, uh, I think I've talked about it on one occasion before, where there's that violin player playing that million-dollar violin in the train station in, in New York, at Penn, Sta- Penn Station in New York City. And, and the tickets to the concert the next day, like, the cheap ones are, like, $150. Ooh. And he's, like, playing this amazing violin, and one little kid stops by to look and listen and to watch to look to listen to watch and his mother then drags him away so it's a video you can watch huh. and uh, I, I encourage you to watch it because we don't appreciate we don't the... stop to appreciate the beauty we just run on from one thing to another you know like when you when you look at the ground like and see flowers growing out of a crack or you stop and look at leaves everything is new to the children of God everything is beautiful to the children of God and everything is true to the children of God. And that's the, that's the doorway. The Lord says, if you want to enter the kingdom, you've got to become like a little child. And so this great, you know, magnanimous soul is the soul of a child who seeks the intellectual life, who seeks the spiritual life, who launches out on a life of discovery. And then when they find it, and this is the third one, and I think you alluded to it at the beginning, we can't go back. Hand to the plow. Yeah. That's that what the, the Lord Jesus a weeks ago, yeah, yeah, he says put your when you put your hand to the plow, you cannot look back. And that's what happens to uh Lot's Lot, wife. Lot's wife, yeah, uh, turns looks back. Looks back and doesn't turn into a pile of salt literally, but literally a boom, a pillar of salt. Yeah. She just freezes right there. And so that's what we want to do. We want to and e- all the monks in the early church, they present Egypt as the number one great evil. Not the country of Egypt, but the idea of Egypt, which is slavery, starvation, captivity. And as they're going made for that. As they're going on that journey, as we're going on this journey of our Christian life, we can't look back at our old life and say, Oh my gosh, you know, when I was getting hammered at what's and what that those were great days. Or if you're married, you can't look back at an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend and be yeah. like, if uh, I had married if, them... That would have been so much better. Well, that, you know what? That's the danger of the hookup culture. The hookup culture is in college world, you're having sex with people. You're hooking up with them. Then when you're married, you think that's going to go away? You think those yeah, thoughts... Yeah, a lot of those memories. You yeah, think those... They, stick. The, they would say, Logis Moyes. Yeah. Do you think those memories are going to go away? Because for the monk in the desert... Uh, around Evagrius or St. Anthony, there they are sitting in their little hermitages. And they start thinking not about evil things like, you know, robbing banks or something. They start thinking of lamb chops. And they start thinking of red wine. And they start thinking of the fruit. Their or mother- some relationship. Well, th- so they start thinking about those things. And then their mind gets transported back to their home. And what do they do? They want to leave the monastery. They're like, why am I sleeping on a rock floor and eating locust and honey like John the Baptist? Why am I out here praying every day and getting up and doing penance? Why am I spending, giving my life to the Lord Jesus when I could do that at home in some relaxing place? And so that is what we, we said at the beginning. We had to get to 
the distraction. So let me just read this real quick. This is a Peter John Cameron's article on Acedia, uh, and he says this, The devil of Acedia sets to work by making the soul feel the weight of time. The day seems just endless so that the victim can no longer concentrate. The resulting oppression annihilates all the individual strength, leaving them exhausted, reduced to emptiness. Acedia poses the supreme threat of the disintegration of the human person. At the same time, the devil of Acedia does everything in his power cunningly to stay hidden and unknown to the person he is attacking so that the victim fails to perceive their condition. So we get into this state of emptiness, and we don't know any different. Correct. We don't know any different, and that's the way the devil wants it. Yeah. What? Just be, be unaware. You're 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 empty. You're slothful. You're weary. You're joyless. And you, you want to go back. And you get in this mindset that there's no other way. It will always be this way. And it's never going to change. And Jesus Christ would say, "It doesn't have to be this way." So how do you uh, for how, freedom? Christ sets you free. Yeah. So how do we get people out of this? Yeah, so talk about talk about that distraction piece. The distra- the distractions are nasty. It's so nasty. Because I think our culture is a culture of distraction. I mean, it's constant. I'm sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> did you say that? I'm sorry, I was, looking at, I, I was looking at my phone. As somebody who is a professional owner of ADDHD, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's awesome deficiency of a dynamic hyper dispensation. I want carry special. My specialty. That's my super skill. I'm a Marvel character and ADHD. A-D-D-H-D. A-D-D. I think people will be really surprised to hear that. Uh, they are really surprised. And so this is the culture of distraction. It's the ADD culture. It's the shiny object syndrome. It's uh, the it, it, it just like it's quick news. I mean, it just keeps revolving yeah. around. And the, it's the FOMO, fear of missing out. I mean, it's that whole just... Something has to be better than what I'm doing now. It, I can't enjoy this moment because something better is probably happening over there, and I need to be glued to my phone to be able to realize what's going on over there so I can enjoy that moment, even though this moment is actually pretty great. Exactly. And that is one of the things the monks, you know, monks, we as Catholic priests, we don't take vows, we take promises. One of the things that monks takes is stability. Like you have to be in this place, you cannot leave. And so that is one of I think one of the, if we're gonna work, if we're gonna work on distraction, yeah, distraction is staying put and spending time, putting your um, putting your electronic devices away when you're hanging out with other people. Don't want to be don't overextend your time and say you know what I can do everything, I can do all of these things, because you can't do all of them because you're just gonna wear yourself out, your sluggishness of heart. Uh, another I think allure is. Another lure in this distraction is, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, those things that pull us away that says, uh, these other people are doing really cool stuff and I am not. And I promise the good people of God, yeah, if you need to use Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for those very few moments in the day, you, if you abandon it, for other than just those things, and you don't just like look and see what everybody else is doing, you will find life a thousand percent more enjoyable 
you will no longer be disgusted with what everybody else is doing because it, it is this constant, I wish I was doing what somebody else was doing. That's the distraction. Their life is better than mine. And that is the lure that pulls, you know, like fishing. It pulls the fish out from underneath the log so you can catch it. It's the lure that's pulling you away from the divine life, away from the spiritual life, away from the intellectual life, away from the life adventure and discovery on the journey to the kingdom of God into the misery and the pits of hell. Okay, so quick advice. What do people do? You're, you, you feel that this is resonating with them. They feel like acedia is kind of a part, is a part or entrenched in their life. What do you do? Go to Mass, kneel down, and ask the good Lord Jesus to convert your heart. Start there. Confession will help you. Boom. Mass will help you. Come up with a plan of life. Take yourself out of the center. Go to go to Eucharistic adoration and spend time with the Lord. Take yourself out of the center. Do charitable works. Get up and go and help people. All of that right there in that order. And I think especially in like in the in the morning, I know a lot of people have trouble kind of getting out of bed. I, rec- I would recommend when when your alarm goes off, Heroic minute. Get up. Heroic minute. Heroic minute. We should do a show on the heroic minute. Done. Just get up. Get up. Make your bed. Pray and 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 get your day going. And the last one is, take a little journal and write little bullet points of the awesome things that the good God has been doing throughout the day, both the crosses yeah, and the blessings. Gratitude, gratefulness. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll leave you with Psalm uh, Psalm fifty one. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Booyah. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. So, Acedia, knock it out. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen, brother. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. We're the pastors of pain. God Peace. bless you.